0: Now, before we get into this interview, I have an exclusive opportunity for you that I'd love to bring to your attention. And that is I have just launched a six to 12 month mastermind called The Circle of Influence where I'll be taking you under my wing to show you how to build a platform online that generates an income for you so you can have more freedom in your life I'm also going to show you how to become a powerful influencer online so that you can score interviews and so you can get exposure on major publications and platforms and I'm going to even show you how to build these platforms yourself such as a website a podcast a YouTube channel and a social media following so that you can get your message out there to millions I'm also going to show you how to network with other incredible leaders online so that you can interview them and so that you can collaborate with them and really show you how to refine your story so that you can share it in an unforgettable way to score more interviews, to score book deals, and to gain more speaking opportunities so that you can become a powerhouse leader. Now if this speaks to you, make sure you head over to I am Joel Brown dot com slash apply and get in before i close my doors on this live interactive exclusive opportunity we're going to go deep with you and with the community of circle of influence game changers don't miss this now let's get into this interview all right all right all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to the addicted to success podcast i'm your host joel brown And I'm here today with the millennial mentor, the Swiss army knife of leadership. He also founded an incredible leadership training organization called Founders. And as a personal branding and biz coach, he is the host of Leaders Create Leaders. And this guy just has such an incredible heart and is just a man of his word. And uh, I'd love to, to invite you into this space right now to jump in, to dive deep with Gerard Adams. Gerard, welcome to Addicted to Success.
1: Wow, bro. Thank you for that intro. I feel like I, I should be running on stage right now.
0: <laughs> dude, you, you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. Uh, you and I have connected a few times now. I think the first time uh, we connected was with Peter Vuk. Peter Voog invited us to, to come hang out out in uh, Temecula in yeah. California. And uh, dude, I walked into the room and you were sharing the story of how you know, this young uh, boy out in New Jersey came in, and you took him under uh, you know your wing, and you built this uh, incredible organization called Founders, and, and it's just changed this guy's life. And you wanted that for so many people, and I saw you tearing up, man. Sorry to bring the soft side out of you right now, but I saw you tearing uh, no, up, I
1: remember and it was I, uh, so real. Yeah,
0: million dollars yeah, yeah. is a benchmark. It seems to be this thing. Where, like I remember when I casted my ten year vision. I said, you know, by the end of my 10 years, I wanted to be a millionaire. And two years in, I was off millions of dollars. And I realized, I'm like, why do I want to be a millionaire? I don't even know why. It's like societal thing that I adopted that this is the benchmark. And, you know, you've, you've obviously achieved a lot in the space like financially, you know, $50 million buyout for Elite Daily. And then, and then obviously realize that like this just isn't it. Like it's awesome to have that money. You can invest in awesome projects. Now you can create at an even higher level. But I mean, just real quick, take us on a quick, Piece of, um, I guess your memory lane, right? Of what you experienced in that, because it would be like a tidal wave or a cyclone of going from like building and like investing in your business and not being able to spend much to having the fifty million and then stepping into a new space of service and building something else. Like, what was that experience like? Most entrepreneurs actually don't make a plan financially, and it's an
1: issue. It's a problem. Yeah. Now, I think that like just saying I want to become a millionaire because you want to be because you just want to be able to call yourself a millionaire and you want to buy your first Lamborghini and you want to freaking like go and spend money on bottles. That's not the reason why you want to become a millionaire, but setting Mm. a goal and having a milestone of saying, Hey, I want to break a million dollars in profit in my bank account is a great goal is a fantastic goal because then how are you reinvesting that money? Most Mm. people need to break the habit of spending and actually saving. I don't, I, I, so many people out there can probably say that they probably even call themselves millionaires, but if you have the accent to say, do you have seven figures saved in the bank right now, they probably don't. Yeah. And because, so like, I think financial planning and financial wellness is really important. I just wanted to touch on that. Maybe we'll go dive deeper on that. Um, and then to answer your question, that was like the first milestone in my life. And then you know, yeah, uh, I ended up turning that into 20 million and lost it all. So I was like ego shattered. Um, I had invested, I became addicted to success in the stock market. And basically, like I was crushing it. But then the economy crashed, I made a couple bad investments. And like, um, and at that time, I, I didn't have the I-, I really didn't know how to properly invest just yet. I was I was a loose cannon, man. I was this young kid. It was like, Stock, whatever was I felt was hot. I was like going all in and just writing checks, and um, I didn't have the right strategy, financial strategy, investment strategy. And uh, lo and behold, I, you know, a little bit of, of that hustle and luck played out, and I had a couple. I was able to bounce back because I t- I figured out what is my passion. What am I good at? By mm-hmm. losing that money, <clears throat> losing that twenty million, it caused me to like dig deep into. What, like, what skills do I have? And what do I love doing? What am I good at doing? And it, it yeah. came into like, this content marketing. I'm a storyteller, I'm a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. I'm good at marketing. So <clears throat> I doubled down on that. I started making documentaries and that's what led to, let's was- start a publication. And then we bought EliteDaily.com for $9.99 on GoDaddy. And um, th- dude, it was a dream come true because I went from typically being a solopreneur and we went my marketing agency, it was like this lean, mean, you know, uh company with like, I had, you know, an apartment with like, you know, two, three guys working with me to so now elite daily, which grew to 200 employees, a real business, having to actually go and raise money. And um, that was a totally different arena for me, which was like venture capital and what it's like to be a, a, an entrepreneur, that can scale uh, and attract a billion dollar company like the daily mails who bought us. And we had a billion dollar company kind of analyzing us and, you know, a lot more data analytics came into play there and, and learning how to build a culture in an office and understanding how to manage employees, manage a team, build a management team. So it was a totally different, a lot of pressure. You know, it was right. the funnest point in my life as an entrepreneur, because I, like you, every entrepreneur I think has somewhat of a dream of having that, like, Rob Durdeck fantasy factory, like, <laughs> you know, for me, Lee Daly was like that fantasy factory for me. People skateboarding. Did, did you, you have the, the, you the have ping pong
0: tables? You had the ping yeah, the ping pong tables and tables. like the- <laughs> we, had, we had a
1: gym downstairs. We had a terrace up top. We had a huge Buddha room where people can go and smoke if they wanted to smoke, uh, joints, which was crazy. But people ended up working, working later, working harder. Um, if we, let them be, we, let the, we let our employees be themselves. You right. know, and and we created a culture where it's like be yourself, dress how you want to dress, show up. But as long as you show up and you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're, you're performing at a high level, then we'll support you and we'll we'll take mm-hmm. care of you and we'll let you do what you want to do. And we, we helped people explore their passions even more outside of Elite Daily as well. And um, we brought in speakers to the office and we brought in coaches to the office to teach people skills to expand their, their, um, their skill sets. And we had parties like straight up, like, you know, we had parties and had people had fun and, um, you know, we hired really great leaders and a really great women on our team that really changed the game for us. And mm. next thing you know, that exit, we you know, we started getting negotiations with a billion dollar company and, and I didn't want to sell. And when we did, I was a little bit depressed. Because I was like, this was my baby. I wanted to build, to be the biggest millennial media company in the, in the United States and then in the world. Um, so, you know, for me, that, that exit, you know, $50 million isn't really, you know, for me at the time, it's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. And I, and I didn't, and, you know, when you have partners and things like that, I mean, I had this vision of building that into a billion dollar company. So I was a little bit like, now what? And I also had these what ifs kick in, like what if I didn't sell? Maybe it would have been bigger. Maybe it would have been, you know, all these things kicked in. So it was a really tough time in my life um, where I came into a lot more money, and abundance of money, but I personally, mentally, spiritually was lost. I just like, well, now now what? Like now what am I going to really do? Because I still had so much ambition and so much like so many like dreams that I, I felt like I wanted to bring to the world. And I was looking at Elite Daily as the vehicle to do it. And now I was like from square one again. So it was an yeah. interesting point in my life. When, when you have an acquisition, it's interesting.
0: So, And thanks so much for sharing this, man. I love it because you broke it down so well and took us on the journey. Dude, I want the listeners right now to be able to climb into the mind of G, Go Right. On. And to understand your, in a sense, like your thought processes, like, let's say, because you've, you know, built quite a few successful companies already, and you have a hell of a lot more coming out of you. I know it. I can hear it when we talk. It's just like this and this, you've got ideas and you're, you're fired up. And yes, you're ambitious. Some would say you're probably addicted to success. You're just channeling that addiction into a better place, right? Um, let's say you come up with an idea. What are the first kind of thoughts that you have around it? And-, and how do you jump into that with a, with a solid plan? Just a general way of like thinking in the way that you do. Because I think a lot of people even struggle with where to start.
1: Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I think as entrepreneurs, we all face this. I think you bring up a really uh, a really cool kind of exercise in a sense. and, and uh, Because like, I can't even tell you for everybody listening to this right now, um, how many, if I got a nickel for every idea that I've wanted to bring to life. Like I'd be a billionaire at this point, right? Can not we get paid for our ideas? (laughs) You know, it'd be really cool. Uh Yeah, I've had so many ideas. I have launched so many businesses. I would probably say I've launched, I don't know, man, probably 30 businesses. Wow. You know, I'm throwing a number. I haven't counted specifically yet. I probably should. But I've launched right. a ton of businesses over a fifteen-year career. Right, and what and what
0: you see on the surface, guys, is listening. Like, probably, what do you think, man? Like five or six that are really taken to the surface and are like in the public eye. Would you say? Yeah.
1: So I would say twelve of them have been successful, and the ones that have become like uber successful, I would say, yeah, basically like less than a ha- like a handful. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But but you know I've been I have been able to within 12 of them out of all the different ideas, I've been able to get a return on my investment. I've been able to have businesses that are still self-sustainable right now. Um, mm. So I'm, uh, I've, I've been lucky in that sense that, you know, I've had a, a, a decent run, but I've had way more failures than I've had success, way more failures than I've had success. Right. Good, and I think good that's point. important for people to realize mm-hmm. um, is that regardless, when you go into something, you know, it, it you have to fail forward, you have to be willing to fail, you have to be willing to make mistakes, and ultimately if it doesn't if it if it doesn't end up working out it's just a learning curve and you'd be able to take take from that and pour it into your next business like I've learned so much from my failures way more i 've learned way more from my failures than I have from my success, yeah. and I think that that's really important um, i think like starting off for me is And I know it's pretty, it's pretty cliche, but like, why do I feel that I'm the right person to bring that idea to life? And I really want to understand, like, is this idea truly serving a, a, like bringing a solution and serving a customer uh, that really wants this? Like, is the market really, is the market really saying to me, like, they want this a solution to this problem in the world and i think the first thing that i do before anything and i think this is probably the biggest mistake that most entrepreneurs make is they think they know what the market wants instead of actually testing to see if the market you know really it really needs it and really wants it so the yeah. first thing that i typically do is like how can i in a lean startup method mythology like really just test the market quickly like really just put up you know, and, and it's so easy to do nowadays with social media and like, you know, pr- creating a proto, like just create a prototype or, you know, um, you know, create a landing page and like really ex- explain the product and explain what it is that you're launching and run a little bit of traffic there and see what people, you know, people say and survey your, survey, uh, uh, your audience, um. You know, I think that those are like really the biggest thing that I would say is like you have to test before you go and pour all this time and all this energy and all this money into launching it because so many entrepreneurs like, you know, they want to perfect their product, you know, and before launching, and I would say like as quickly as possible, how can you get and launch something that's not perfect, but then get feedback and then from there iterate, and I think yeah. that's the most important. And then, like, you know, I, I would say, you know, I would um, also, like, w- put like put pen to the paper and, like, come up with a plan. Like, come up with a roadmap. I've always been an entrepreneur that's go, set, ready instead of ready, set, go. And mm. I think as much as it's important to test fast, it's important to also put, build out a roadmap and a plan of where you're going. Thinking about the destination you know, and reverse engineering where where you're trying to take that company, and a lot of times plans, I would say most of the time, never work out the way that you plan it. But it's it is healthy for you as an entrepreneur to know what is your plan, like where, you know, where do you truly want to take this company, and then reverse engineer it and simplify it. And then I would say the third thing after kind of building out your roadmap, breaking that down is how are you gonna make money? Like a real entrepreneur and an idea is just that, an idea, unless you turn it into a real business, AKA turn a profit. So like the biggest thing that entrepreneurs, a lot of entrepreneurs do is they think right away, like, oh, I'm gonna, I have this great idea. Like, let me go and raise capital. Let me go and raise money. And that's the wrong way of thinking about it. That's not how you become successful. How do you create sustainability and in order to create sustainability, you have to know how to be able to generate a profit. So what is your monetization plan? And, and um, again, that's like the first thing that I would tell you is like, figure out your business model on how you're going to turn a profit and test that. Because if you can't learn to find a customer that's going to be able to truly not just say they want it, but make a commitment financially and purchase it, you know, whether it's a service product or technology, then you don't have a business. So you need to figure out where your customers are, how you're gonna be able to uh, attract them, how you're gonna be able to convert them and be able to make a sale for that idea. And now you have a business.
0: Damn, dude, you're dropping bombs on us right now with all this advice. Oh, I love it, I love it. Thank you, brother. Sure. So, so if you're listening right now, use that as a checklist. Like go in, replay this, you know, rewind this episode back and just listen to the words that Gerard is saying there and write it down. You know, are you prepared to fail? Right? Do you have a, a vision, a, a plan? How are you going to make this profitable? Right? Just write these things down and get really clear on it because it's, uh, it's so important. You know, entrepreneurship forget- is like a battlefield. I was going to say, Joan, don't forget the one that's
1: um, and why are they, why are you the person to bring it to life? Why yes. are you the right person? Like I think a lot of entrepreneurs need to realize, uh, you know, who they are and, and why it's important to them. That's a, that's a huge, huge, huge one. Why you and, and not, not the
0: other, not the other person. Yeah. I love we, the jumper that you rock often. that says, know yourself. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and you know, what's funny, a, man, I'm just like Peter too. Right. Yeah. Peter Vogue. Yeah. Right. And you know, you hang out with people like Peter Vogue and, Jay Shetty and Ryan Blair and Gary Vaynerchuk, dude, I I hear it in the way even that they show up because, you know, they're they're seasoned like you are as well in the space. And all of them are saying that too, like that self-awareness is key, that knowing yourself is key. And it's this kind of like, I I liken it to mature success because the early success is like, get the stuff out the way, you know, make the money, buy the fancy things, do this and that, and then get to a space where it's like, wait a minute, this is more about not what I have, but who I've become. Right. And it's in your being that makes the difference. It's the energy you bring. You and I talk a lot about this and we can go deep into the spirituality side of things. I think it's really important because, you know, we can chase the material for so long and then realize that there's something deeper and something even greater that we are connected to, uh, that, that has such a massive impact in our lives that a lot of entrepreneurs miss to be honest. Yes. A lot of them, like they're spiritually bankrupt. You know, they have a lot of these things, but they're like, they're, they're like Joel, what is it? I mean, and it's like, you're missing this part here. Your soul yeah. is screaming out for that attention, and you're totally neglecting it for everything else.
1: Oof, let's go into it. I mean, because that's yeah. what happened to me after Elite Daily. And, you know, I think what we don't realize. And and it took me a long time, and I'm so grateful that I'm in a position that I am now because, like you, Joel, we're like a little bit of these older millennials now We're, we're where we can really pour into some of the younger entrepreneurs out there. And that's what it's all about. I mean, I wouldn't be successful if I didn't have great mentors, you know, when mm. I first started out and throughout my entire life. And it feels great now to be able to be – and I, listen, I'm still a mentee. I'm, we're we're you, you know, the first lesson is, like, we're always th- students at this game. But the fact that we can now – share our lessons and if I would have known this the spiritual component if when I was 21 again or 22 or 24 or 26 like dude I man I just I know that I would have been able to manifest and created a whole nother level of abundance of money love relationships connections you know what I mean like I just I would have been yeah. so much stronger as an entrepreneur and yeah. um, the issue is, is it's all conditioning bro it's like we've been conditioned so much throughout our entire lives that it's, it's almost like we've been, we neglect that spiritual, you know, soul, that, that intuition, that side of like the, that place where you like you truly seek purpose and you're not and and you you're detached from your ego. Um, I yeah. just feel like because we're at a young age, we're, we're conditioned right, through school, through through like what we eat, being told what to do, what's right, what's wrong, all the way up into business, you know, and when we're so conditioned, in, it's, it's hard to tell people to be, it's hard, I feel like, to be really tapped in spiritually, at least it was for me, when you're broke. So like you, yeah. when you're when you're, I feel like when you're young, when you're young and you're broke, I feel like for me, it was hard because I was so addicted to the, Success of money, the, the, and I was like, oh, because I, I need to be able to make money to breathe. And um, it's so interesting to me that as so many entrepreneurs, I feel like they become more tapped in internally, more woke, more spiritual. I feel like after they've attained some level of success, and I want to change that. You know, I challenge you, Joel, to help change that. Like, change you. The like you don't need to become uber successful to be tapped in. You know, yeah. and I feel I, I neglected that because I felt at a young age, like I needed to make, I needed to make a certain amount of money first. And I feel like that's not the case. And, um, I feel like you'll create more money in your life, more profits in your life, better relationships in your life. If, if you're able to start practicing, you know, working on yourself internally, yeah. um, you know, at, at, an uh, you know, now, like, I would, whoever, if you're, however old you are right now listening to this, you know, I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're 18, 19, 20 years old, or if you're someone's listening who's like 50, 60 years old, there's never a better time than right now in this present moment, not worrying about the past, not worrying about the future, right now in this present moment to start asking the tough questions and to start figuring out, like, you know, why are you here in the world? Why, like, wh- why are you truly here and what do you have to give to the world and who? Are you trying to become in order for you to be able to create that reality that can manifest all of those desires that you have in your life? That's more than just money. And uh, yeah. for
0: me, it took me a long time to really think about that. Hey, it's, it's funny, dude, because the picture on the wall behind you said the ti- it says the time is always now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. And, and, you know, to that point, I know that you and I were having a, a conversation a few nights back and uh, you shared with me a conversation that you had with Jay Shetty uh, and it was off camera. Do you mind sharing that? Because I think it relates so deeply to what we were just talking about.
1: Yeah. I mean, it started with the story. It started with this story of the two wolves and he explains it in the sense of like, uh, basically like we've been feeding one wolf our entire lives and and not the other wolf. So what happens is, is like you know, you're feeding this wolf of like materialist, you know, trying to get materialistic things. You're feeding this wolf of like you know different achievements of building, you know, building your company or uh, getting good grades, uh, just trying to prove yourself to the world. And like you're just like always feeding this one wolf, which is kind of like this like ego, you know. And you're feeding your ego throughout your entire life because we've been conditioned for that you know we've been told that like at a young age like we have to do certain things in order for us to be like clap good job Johnny like you know you got good grades and you're you know you're doing you know whether it's a sports or you know or school or um, you know just different just all these different things that at a young age it's like you're conditioned so you know even when you get a job it's like it's the way people are conditioned to to want to perform to, to what's good and, and bad and, and uh, what should be praised. And Jay said, he says, so like, you go throughout your entire life trying to prove yourself until you realize you don't have to prove yourself to anybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he goes, but then at that point, you, like you realize that you haven't been feeding this other wolf and, and guys, listen, trust me when I tell you, Jay Shetty tells the story a hell of a lot better than I do. <laughs> Watch the episode one of season four, leaders because you'll, you'll see Jay, Jay's an expert, is um, an expert storyteller as well. And these are his stories. So feel free yeah. to please watch that episode. But, this, but what happened was off camera, he told that, tells that story on the episode, right? And it, it's amazing how he breaks it down. But off camera, he ends up, I end up asking Jay, I'm like, yo, Jay, bro, like, so talk to me about like, what's next for you? And like, what's your legacy? Like, what is your legacy? How do you want to be remembered? And he literally looks me in the eyes and he's like, bro, I don't care about legacy. Like I, I don't care how, how I'm remembered. I don't care, like he's like most people do, that's ego. He's like, I'm okay, with, I'm okay with dying. I just, I want to do what I can right now while I'm alive to make people feel the empowered and, and feel empowered and feel hope. And if I can do anything right now while I'm alive to make a shift, and and people and make them make them feel that they're that they're worth it that they're worth everything and more of what they believe that and, and to to have hope in their dreams and to you know um and to just basically uh, make a shift in their life now he's like that's 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 my job and that's all I can ask for I don't I don't need to necessarily be remembered I don't necessarily need to have this like unbelievable legacy that's not what life is about you know. Um, it's about right now while we're alive. And uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. It hit me the way, again, the way that he said it to me, I was like, wow. Like that's yeah. the true de- definition of like not being attached to your ego.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Cause most entrepreneurs, right. You, ta- you ask them about legacy. It's like, I feel like it, it is ego driven in the sense of like, right. yeah, we, we want to have as, we want to impact as many people as possible that, you know, because they care about like showing up to that funeral or like, You know, uh, I don't know. I just feel, I just feel, I just feel like it's never, I've never heard an entrepreneur be like, it's not, I don't, I'm not worried about that, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like so many people are like, don't think about legacy, think about legacy, think about (laughs) legacy. And here's Jay like, and I think that's, that's the, that's been this like secret to his journey of becoming the most, the, the fastest growing social media. <clears throat> excuse me, social media star right now, you know, where he's yeah. gotten two over 2 billion views and he's like, I don't even care about them.
0: You yeah. know, I, you know, and he I doesn't. Don't... you can tell he loves the people, but the views like for him, it's just, it just shows that his work is, is impactful. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny too, man. Cause I, I was thinking about it. Like, let's say you die, right. And you go off to heaven, you know, or, you know, some people believe paradise or whatever it may be you think when you get there you're gonna be like hey guys are you clapping for everything that i did back on earth (laughs) you're gonna clap for me you're gonna praise me for what i did in this other place (laughs) yeah it doesn't happen like that (laughs) i don't believe it happened like that yeah exactly that's that's funny man that's funny i i love this bro i love it And and i love the fact that i even get to witness your growth too and see just in such a small amount of time you're growing so rapidly and uh and your heart has grown and spiritually you're really stepping into that and uh you know, we talk a lot about world class. Uh, I know for you, this is the next chapter. We can continue to talk about all the other amazing things you've created, but I know that you've just got so much more that you are looking at stepping into. So what is world class to you? What does that mean? And and where are you taking everything next?
1: Yeah, so I got to a point in my life where um, I really wanted to surround myself with other, I felt entrepreneurs you know and and for me leaders because it doesn't necessarily always have to be specifically an entrepreneur i know plenty of leaders that that um that are entrepreneurs that are part of an organization um that are pastors that are you know serving in other capacities other than just entrepreneurs and um but for me i just i wanted to surround myself with like leaders that i felt were truly tapped in that were performing at an extremely high high level i really realized that like the more that i was surrounding myself with people that were that i felt were like performing at a really high level were you know had had complete clarity as to what they wanted to bring to the world who they were um and you know I, i felt we're going out there and like showing up in the world like extremely powerfully for people. Like I was like, I really want to I want to be surrounded with those kind of individuals. And then I want to do it at the highest level. I had this dream of like, you know, working with the best leaders in the world. You know, I, I admire like someone like Tony Robbins that works with like the Ray Dalios of the world, or you know, he's working with head coaches of like the Golden State Warriors or you know, some of the biggest investors and leaders in the world. You know, he's been, he's sat with like Nelson Mandela. I mean, he's worked with like some of the most unbelievable people in the world. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to help grow and empower and, and also learn from some of the the best leaders in the millennial generation. And I want to be someone who can help them to elevate their game spiritually, physically, mentally, and, and, and financially because leaders all need support. You know, like we all need support, even myself. Like I every need support. I mean, Joel, I, I, that's why I surround myself with people like you. I called you recently like, hey, Joel, yeah. you know, and I was talking to you about like my love life and relationships. I mean, no matter what, all leaders need support. We all need that strong circle. I don't care if you're a billionaire. If you go ask a billionaire, you ask Richard Branson. Richard Branson works with Tony Robbins. Richard Branson has a circle of influence around him of powerful leaders and powerful mentors and powerful coaches that guide him that support him in all areas of his life, and I want to be someone who supports those types of leaders and for me, I want to do it at a world-class level you know and world class for me you know it plays into multiple aspects of, of life. If you look at the definition of world class, it means to be amongst the best that's yep. world class it's to mm-hmm. be. To be amongst the best, to be amongst the elite, and for me, that's that's what I want. I want to be. I want to do everything world class in my life. I want to live world class. I want to have a world class lifestyle. I want to provide a world class lifestyle for my family. I want to be around world class individuals. When I do work, I want to. I want to do it at a world class level, um, and I want to treat people world class. I don't whether it's the doorman. Whether it's a, a billionaire, no matter what, I want to show up my character. I think when I think about a leader, I think about character. I don't think about just like how much money they made or, you know, were they were the founder of this or that. Like, I don't want people to remember me because of my exit with Elite Daily. I want people to remember me because of my character, the way that I showed up consistently, whether I was on stage or whether they met me at a cafe and, and they bumped into me, you know, ordering a, a coffee. Like, I want people to realize that my character is what makes me a leader the way that i am the way that i show up you know as a Mm. human being so for me it's it's that so i i I decided to partner up with an unbelievable leader who i I ended up hiring as a speaking coach because i wanted to be world class at at becoming a speaker because i'm speaking i was speaking in dubai and bali and harvard and silicon valley and and I never hired a speaking coach. I was always speaking from the heart and speaking because I lived it. I think it's easy to be a speaker when you talk from experience, but there's another yeah. level that you can go to, which I think makes you world-class. And that comes with experience, like understanding frameworks and understanding the, you know, the, the actual real tactics of like how to manage a stage and how to manage an audience, how to make them feel a certain way, how to break down your stories in a certain framework. And I was like, man, like, I know I'm good, but I want to be great. And I hired Yai who I think is the best millennial speaking coach currently right now. And I haven't seen anybody at the millennial level teaching that has been on over 500 stages. So I hired him and he took my game to a whole nother level. Next thing I know I had people crying in the audience and I was getting standing ovations and I felt, I felt more confident, felt more powerful. I had, I also had a better way, a better outcome for my audience. And um, when working with him, I just we, we came together and I was like, man, I, I wanna I wanna do this, but I wanna do this with helping people on their personal brand because I've been able to build my personal brand over the past three years and under and understood the value of building a, a powerful personal brand. And but I wanna be able to also do it with adding more value to 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 a lot of my leaders because I was meeting a lot of leaders, but they didn't know how to brand themselves. They didn't know how to tell their story, they didn't know how to, they don't know how to actually speak on stage or speak on camera and build a personal brand and build their community. And at the same time, I want to be able to teach them how to how to also monetize their expertise while doing it. Because if you just go to build a personal brand, it could very quickly become an expensive hobby. And you although you may be making impact in people's lives, you know, you could be doing it in in a way that like is really a, a boosting your ego and maybe impacting some lives, but not doing it in a way that I think will can make extremely massive impact. And I think yeah. you do that by also by creating an offer, so that they come into your world and not only just digest your content, but they can they go to your like you, Joel, like go to your mastermind in Bali and, and go and get into your coaching program, and you actually can take them through you know through steps to really elevate them in their business yeah. and in their personal life. So what we've done is, you know, I partnered up with Yaya. I, I decided like not only we, now can we give them the component of teaching them how to become a world-class speaker, not only can I help them with becoming a world-class brand, but we can also teach them how to become, build a world-class business around that that's impact-driven, that's working mm. with people and um, teaching them how to show up powerfully as a coach. So, so that's what I'm doing, bro. I created this, this whole program called World-Class Leaders. We have a 90-day program where we're working with them. We're taking them through this, bit, this framework called The Map, which teaches them how to monetize their expertise, amplify their message through the power of speaking, and then promote their personal brand. That's a, we have a 90-day program, and we have a 12-month mastermind. Um, I'm excited about that. We just launched that. We're doing uh, exper- uh, different experiential, um, intensive uh, location like uh, events in different locations similar to what you're doing in Bali which I'm excited to go and be a part of and um, yeah man it's my life's work I love it this is what I, I really enjoy doing I'll always be an investor and doing startup stuff but ultimately me when I started doing that work that we were talking about spiritually I was like what do I want to bring to the world who am I like why am I here and for me it was like I want to work with powerful leaders and I want to yeah. And and for me it's not so much of a startup like I want to I want to do something that is like hands on. Cause I did the, you know, I've done like running courses and things like that. And that wasn't too fulfilling. You know, for me, it was like I got the most fulfillment when I was in the room with people and I was yes. you know, speaking to people like I am with you right now on a call and like face to face working with them, teaching them yeah. how to step up and become a world-class leader. So that's what I'm doing, bro. I, I love it. I'm excited about it. And, um, and uh, going all in on that, man, and, that may, and, and anybody who wants to learn more about that, all you got to do is go to worldclassleader.com and come into the world and, and uh, we'll set up a call and see if, you know, so I can learn more about your goals and what you're doing and see if it's a, see if it's a fit.
0: Oh, I love it, man. I can feel the passion just oozing through the earphones. <laughs> that is amazing. Love it, man. Love it. You know, it's interesting. I remember having a conversation with Yaya, I uh, probably was about a month or so back. And he said something so profound. He said, he asked the question, he, he, he posed this. He, he asked, would you like to be the flower or the bee? And he yeah. said, the bees go to the flower. Yeah, The flower, the bees come to it. And yeah. it was just really profound. It hit me so hard. I was like, dude, that is so freaking true. Like i have always, even in my spirit is always wanted to be the the flower right cool to be the bee to learn but but ultimately the goal is to be the flower yeah. so the people come to it you know and and um yeah it's just profound he's a great guy man love his energy love what you guys are creating together and no doubt you're gonna just you know tear the world apart and put new amazing things in place and and reinvent some incredible things and i'm excited to see what you guys can uh, you know do in the world so thank you so much for sharing that man uh Absolutely. real quick What is like, uh, what are your habits or what's a kind of a day in the life for Gerard Adams? Just for the listeners that are listening, that uh, because you know, I believe habits is such a crucial thing because they're the small percentages that add up to the big percentage at the end of the day. What could they implement into their life to really fine tune uh, to optimize their life, uh, like you have to become a world class leader?
1: Yeah, you know, for me, it always starts the night, you know, like first of all. Now I'm gonna give you um, like my what my daily life is like, like you know, on a day like a day in the life of um, of, of, of me as a world class entrepreneur. But also for me, I really believe it starts with like planning out long term too. I think your habit, like one of the biggest habits that I that I have really brought into my life, which I think is really important before just getting into the daily, is i really looking at your life and creating. A five-year financial plan, and also a a plan for your personal life and for your finances. Like in five years, I want you know, I want you to think about, uh, like basically uh, in five years, for instance, like how much do you genuinely believe that you want to be making? How much like do you want to be bringing into your life financially um, for you to be? Where do you want to be living so that you can be able to? know where you're going. Do you want to be starting a family? Like, I think just like looking at the outlook of your life, you know, what do you want to be, what do you want to be doing in your leisure time for fun? Are there things that you want to be able to like start to do that you haven't been doing now? Like for me, it's art. Like I really want to start to be, you know, creating more art in my life. I want to start writing books. Um, I think, uh, who do you want to be surrounding yourself with? These are some questions that I think people should be like really laying out um, and think long-term in five years. Like, where do you want to be in five years? And I, cause I just think it's really important for you to know that, what you're working for, because then it's easier for you to look at that, look at those answers, look at that five years. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, I want to be making uh, $100 million a year in five years, right? Fuck, that's great. Like, most people think to themselves, like, I want to be a billionaire or I want to be whatever. Like, like I said, I think financials are important. They are important. And most people don't ever plan. Like, what does that look like for you? So in five years, if you want to be making $100 million a year, what, you know, what do you, who do you need to become to be that individual that can make $100 million a year? Or maybe it's $10 million a year. Maybe it's $5 million a year. Whatever it is, whatever that number is for, for you listening right now, put that number. But it's going to help you to realize who you need to become in order for you to be able to achieve that in five, over the next five years. Because literally, when I tell you that the habits that you have on a daily basis are in direct correlation to the outcome of your life in five years, I kid you not, that's the truth. And five mm. years is going to go by so fast. I'm, bro, I sold my company, Elite Daily, yeah. in four years. It was like a blink of an eye. I couldn't believe it. But in four yeah. years, right, I went from like someone who lost $20 million to now make it, selling a company for $50 million. In four years, that can happen to anybody listening to this right now. But you have to do certain things on a Crazy. daily basis. And the first thing that I want to ask everybody to do is sit down by the end of this podcast and write down your five-year vision. Financially, where do you, where do you see yourself living? Do you want to build a home? Do you want a sick penthouse? Do you want to, or do you want to be living on a beach in Bali? Do you want to, like, where do you see yourself living? And uh, do you see yourself with a family? You know, do you see yourself with kids? So you can start to think about them. Well, who do you need to become Mm. now? Because if you think you want to have kids in five years, you want to be a great father, you want to be a great husband, you need to start acting like a king. Right now you're probably acting like a knight or you're acting like a prince as a playboy, you know, but you (laughs) need to start becoming a king, right? We talked about that, Joel, me and you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, think about that. And then uh, I think it's important for you to also think about what skills you need to be, you know, what skills that you want to, uh, ach- uh, to grow over the next five years? Um, mm. you know, what, what, um, ha- uh, what things you want to do in your leisure? I think it's important to think about fun. Like I mentioned, again, I'm just repeating these. What are the things that you want to be doing for fun in your life, uh, that you want to accomplish over these next five years it's interesting people wait to make a bucket list until they're like 70 80 years old or or, i don't know maybe 50 years old midlife crisis right and they're like let me make a bucket list no what's stopping you right now right now today from doing the things that you always dreamed of and Mm -hmm. what and let's break those things out for the next five years do you want to be going skydiving do you want to travel the world do you want to go and live in a city you've never lived in do you want to do you want to tap into becoming an an, an artist and, become, and, do, and create art? Do you want to learn how to ride a motorcycle? Do you want to, you know, uh, go and race a, a Lamborghini around a racetrack? Do you want to, you know, uh, whatever, man. Like, do you want to learn how to cook and become a chef? Do you want to open up a restaurant? Do you want it for fun? Do you want to open up a nightclub? Do you want to, you know... I can go on all day. Do you want to go to an F1 race? Do you want to go to sit courtside at the NBA finals? Do you want to go to a Super Bowl? Do you want to go to the U S open? Do you want to go and meet Cristiano Ronaldo? Do you want to go and live in Bali for six months with Joel Brown? (laughs) Write down those, write down your bucket list right now so that you can manifest it. It's really important. You know, I think, uh, I think these are, these are things that I think that that's first for me that led me to, understanding my fi- my habits now let's yeah. go into the daily habits now you can understand why are you why are you creating these habits because now you're like oh shit now i'm ready <laughs> to take ownership of my life now i'm ready to take ownership of my habits now i'm like i'm excited to change my life and to change my habits and change my routine Yeah. because habits equal success and habits what i will tell you with habits is it's about discipline you need to ingrain in your head that you need to have discipline in your life. If you want to create an abundance of all these things that we just listed, it's discipline. And that discipline now comes down to the discipline that you will have on a daily basis. So now the first thing for me is every single night, Joel, put the phone away key. So every single night, an hour before you go to bed. And if that's really hard for you, at least a half hour, Again, discipline, can you get the discipline to at least an hour to 30 minutes before bed, completely put the phone away and to think about what did you accomplish in that day and what do you need to accomplish in the next day? Because that's what's gonna help you solve anxiety. I suffer from anxiety, Joel. So like I somehow, I don't know how it happened, I never used to, but now I do. And it all comes from just worrying about the future. But if you sit yeah. down the night before for 30 minutes and you start to just write down, literally not with your phone, but write down, like, what, do I, what did I accomplish today that I'm, I'm grateful for? Start with gratitude. I'm grateful, man. Today was a great day because what, did I, what didn't I accomplish that I, need to be able to, that I need to accomplish? And then what am I going to actually accomplish tomorrow? What are the two, three things that without any, I don't care what happens, I'm going to accomplish those things. Write those down. Because now you're going to go to bed with some peace of mind. You're going to go to bed with some clarity. The next thing is the habit is sleep is really important. Eight hours. I personally need eight hours. I think that if you have eight hours, you're going to crush it. I think that's mm. like optimal sleep. But some people, it's like five or six, cool, whatever. Uh, that's up to you. But again, sleep is really important. Wake up. I, I know a lot of people say uh, – to like wake up at like four in the morning. My one of my people that's a world class leader that I work with, that's a that's a friend of mine is Eric Thomas. My man is a savage. He's going to sleep and, and waking up at four in the morning. I personally think that you don't not need you do not need to do that. You have to figure out what works for you. What works for other people doesn't always work for you. I can say that the earlier you wake up, the more that I I feel that you're gonna accomplish, and the more like I feel um. The more momentum you get in your day, but I'm not think I don't think that you necessarily need to wake up at four, you know, four in the morning. I think that's crazy.
0: What, what time? What time does Eric uh, Thomas wait, uh, go to bed? You know, because you've been around him a bit.
1: He must go to bed. I don't know specifically, but I think it's probably like eight nine in the morning. I mean eight. I'm sorry, eight, eight nine in the, in the evening. Pretty, pretty pretty early. That's hard for right. me. You know what it is? I think if you're creative, it's hard. I have a creative mind. I'm like a creative entrepreneur. So for me, it's just really hard for me to go to bed early because at night, that's where my mind starts to like think of my ideas and think of, I don't know, it's just for some reason that happens. So it's really difficult for me. Therefore, like going, I typically go to bed at like 11 p.m. It's late, bro. You know, it's late for me. Um, and I'm not going to lie. There's, there's nights I don't go to bed till one in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not so,
0: both, man. I'm the same.
1: You're the same, right? So it's hard for me to wake up at four or five in the morning. And my sleep matters to me because I know that I'm not going to perform at a high level if I don't get that sleep. So, so for me, it always depends on what time I go to sleep. And then I, I'll, I'll, I'll wake up in the eight hours after that. Um, so I think, I think waking up, the first thing I do is the exact thing I told you to go to. I told you um, in going to sleep, no phone. Wake up, no phone. Every single one of you is listening. Right now, the first thing you probably do when you wake up is you grab your fucking smartphone. I would suggest you do not do that. Give yourself 15 minutes to get up without your phone. Even if you have the alarm, cool. Shut your alarm off on your phone, but don't look at it. Don't open up your emails. Don't open up, open up your Instagram. Don't open up your don't open up Facebook. Don't open up your text messages. Don't look yet. Because the moment you do that, man, you are going to get caught into the cycle.
0: You, you know what's crazy dude you know what's crazy and if you're listening right now if you're finding it hard to not look at your phone just do what gerard and i did gerard jumped when he was in Mykonos, jumped into the water where a flamingo and <laughs> forgot his yeah. phone and I got wrecked and then you know today actually yesterday i dropped my phone into the pond as i was walking through the villa here in bali and it's dead and man your mind goes crazy like yeah. for the, at least for the first 12 to 24 hours like i'm checking my pocket realizing my phone's not here I, I can't read any messages. I'm like, man, what am I gonna do? It feels like the end of the world, but obviously it's not. Yes. And then I, I'm in a space right now where I'm actually starting to like having the peace. Yeah. You probably felt it too when you were in Mykonos, right? It's
1: difficult, bro. It's difficult. When that <laughs> happened to me in Mykonos, I kid you not, man. It was like FOMO kicked in, worry <laughs> kicked in. Um, it was like, it was weird. What happened was, you know what happens? It, it, you know what this is what this is what truly really what happens it's what most of us fear and most of us fear being like alone uh, most of us fear like fe- being alone
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's so powerful when you could you face that fear and it's almost like that introvert like you have to now have that conversation with yourself and like think to yourself and like I just think it's really powerful, man. I think not enough of us do it because all day long we're, we, we have the ability to just, Oh, get like, you know, what do we do when we're bored, right? When you're in that taxi, when you're on that subway, when you're on that train, when you're on that beach, when you're uh, in between meetings, what do we do?
0: Escape we check reality. Our,
1: we che- we escape reality, man. We check our phones. We, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's really, and that's the way we've been conditioned so it's mm. like when you can break that conditioning, which realize that scientists work at these apps to do that, to keep us looking, to keep us addicted, to keep us looking at those apps. Crazy. Oh, it's a sickness. It's a disease. Yeah. It's a disease. And that's why it's really important for us to go through this, the, at least have the habit of at night and in the morning having that time to ourselves because you cannot let it control you. We control it. It's really yes. important that you listen that you listening realize this that like you cannot let it control you we control mm. it it is a tool in our lives
0: but we do not need it. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's G really ahead, I mean forward. G G you have 318,000 followers on your Instagram. It's not like you've got one person on there it's like you have messages coming in and you have this happening all the time. I like that you have taken control of your mind and negotiated with it. Cause this is the big thing that I've realized too, is you have to negotiate with your mind. It's crazy. Like yeah. it'll tackle you. I did uh, four days back. I did a two day juice cleanse and dude, my mind on day two was like literally bringing up vivid pictures in my head. Like right at the front here, I could actually see it in my mind's eye of waffles, peanut butter, chocolate <laughs> waffles. Like I'm not joking, dude. I'm not joking. And I look over at a meal. You know my business partner, and I'm like, dude, waffles. He's like, shut up. <laughs> He's like, you ain't talking about waffles, man. He's like, it's not happening. He's like, be stronger than it. And I was like, literally tackling my mind for like half an hour straight, trying to tell it to shut up. And I, I got That's to a place so where, stop, dude. You I, could I, smell it in I your nose. That. It's crazy. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: take that as a challenge. I'm gonna do a two-day first <laughs> bro. I'm,
0: everyone can, should. Everyone listening to this should uh, do it.
1: Text you uh, or I can't yet right now. You have a phone, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like uh, hitting you up about food. Um, so, so Joel, the next thing that I do is again, like I think it's important just to finish, finish that was when you wake up 15 minutes without the phone, mm. think about what is it that you want to accomplish in that day? Maybe look back at that journal, what you wrote down. Is there anything new that sparked in your mind that you think you want to accomplish? It's crazy how much this, this stuff happens, but what, but we don't write it down. There's been so many points in my life where I look mm. back, I'm like, man, I've had so many good ideas or I had so many things I was supposed to accomplish, but I didn't write it down. Yeah. And then what happens is all of a sudden, the day starts and you look at your phone and they know you got messages you gotta get back to and emails and meetings and this and that and you just, bro, the day goes by. So wake up 15 minutes, write down what comes to your mind? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to achieve? And then the next thing I do is I go into the shower, bro. And this is really, really important. Now, you could do one of two things. You can check your phone before getting in the shower if you really feel you need to, just because you may want to get back and hit, hit up your partner, your business partner, you know, some things, that's fine. You've done that 15 minutes. Or, or you can check it after the shower. That's up to you. Um, for me, I do check my phone right before getting into the shower. And the reason being is it, the shower is a really important part of my habits. Right before getting out of the shower, I took it from a warm shower and I put on ice cold I say my Our Father. Listen, I don't know if people pray. You can meditate in the shower, either meditate or pray. It's up to you. For me, I kind of do a combination of both. For me, prayer is somewhat of a meditation for me. So I say yeah. my Our Father, and then I speak out loud to Jesus, to God, and I ask for the strength, the courage, the passion, you know, the 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 leadership, the the give me the the ability to have another day, another breath, um, to do mm. God's work, to believe in myself, to overcome any obstacles, to overcome any challenges, to give the strength, to be able to pour that strength into others that don't have it. I, I, I ask for that calling. And then, I, and then a lot of times I will say out loud, if there's something that's bothering me, or if I feel like I've, done, like if I've sinned or if something's bothering me, a lot of times I'll also pray for others. Please, God, protect those that are sick protect my family, all those things. I do that and I'm doing that in the cold shower to, to basically get my mind strong that as I'm asking for these things, as I'm you know, wow. saying these things, I'm, I'm my body, I have to control my body. I have to control my mind. And almost as an act, an act of suffering as well. And then I shut that shower, say that through the sign of the cross and I just for some reason for me that starts my day so powerfully where I feel like, okay, I'm ready to be a warrior. I'm ready to go into war. I'm ready to go and take on my day and crush it. And I go out of that shower. I feel refreshed. Now I'm just I'm ready to tackle my day. Um, I think having a healthy breakfast is really important. It doesn't have to be a big breakfast. It could be as much as a juice and like a little bit of fruit or whatever that whatever you want to have. But just having something, putting fuel in you, is so important. Um, Mm. And and um, so for me, it's that. And then I always. I do a workout during the day, but this is my thing. Most people have a specific ritual for working out. I don't, I try to do it in the morning, but sometimes I have things that pop up like an interview with Joel Brown for addicted success. So, I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll change my day from doing my workout to doing an interview. And then now I'm going to be working out today in the midday at one I'm dedicating myself to shutting down business, going to the gym. I'm meeting my trainer and I'm getting in my strong workout. So I think every day getting an exercise, on the days you can't make it to the gym or get outdoors, at the very least, work out in your office or in your in your home. Push-ups, sit-ups, jumping jacks, just get a little bit, a little bit going. You need to do that. It's really important for you to fight off the anxiety and fight off depression, fight off any mental, mental uh, just I feel like just get the endorphins. It's, that releases the endorphins of stress. And if you're an entrepreneur, I don't care who you are, you're going to deal with stress because pressure is, is the amount of pressure that you can handle on a daily basis. Again, also directly correlates to the amount of success you'll have in your life. Yes. Pressure, it's, it's just the way it is. So you have to get those endorphins out some way, whether, you know, it's the gym in your home and your office boxing, you know, uh, do what you need to do to get those endorphins out on a daily basis. Um, and those are like the majority of my daily habits. Other than that, it's like checking in with my team. I'm always making sure that I have on a daily basis. Um, I have cadences. So I know very specifically my cadence to speak to my assistant, to make sure that I'm, I'm on track with my goals and my, my, my meetings. I have a cadence with my content team. You know, every uh, Monday I have a cadence with them. Tuesday I have a cadence with them. Thursday I have a cadence with them. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like have cadences in your life of when you're checking in with your team and also um i would tell people to bake out periods in your day that are specific to you like not for your meetings because like i think that we can get caught up in taking a lot of meetings on a day-to-day basis a lot of calls sales calls meetings things like that you need a certain point in your day where you again take a stick take a stop and start to analyze okay what am i doing how am i doing it um just take some time for yourself that that may be some time where you're journaling that maybe take some time, uh, for you to just analyze how your team is performing. Um, but you know, you, you need to do that for yourself. I always do that. And then, uh, yeah, man, that's like a typical, you know, typical day for me.
0: <laughs> Dude, the energy you have, the ambition you have, the drive, the mission, the purpose, the clarity, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy and commendable. So, uh, well done, brother. And guys, if you're listening to this right now, that's world-class right there. So take what you believe is very useful for you and make sure it's measurable and action it. Commit to it. And when it comes to habits, what a lot of people do is they, uh, you know, they have some negative habits in place and what they do is they, they label it as bad or wrong and they feel so beaten up and down about it. Instead of that, start stacking empowering habits over those and filling your life with world-class habits just like Gerard. So Gerard, man, thank you for sharing that. That was amazing. That was an awesome breakdown. Thank you for making this an actionable episode as well. Because that's what it's about, right, man? It's about taking action. The time is always now. (laughs) That's right. Love it. it. Thank you for your time. and uh, Thank you for everyone who's uh, who's listening on
1: Addicted to Success. I wish you guys all an abundance of success in your life. I hope all of your five-year visions that you're gonna write down after this podcast come to life in the only Mm. way If you take ownership and do the work on a day-to-day basis and realize the time is always now, what are you going to do? The last thing I would say is what are you going to do today, right now, Mm. that's going to set you up to bring that five-year vision and create that reality for your life? Amen, brother. Amen.
0: Gerard, where can we find you online?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Instagram at Gerard Adams is my number one platform. YouTube, Gerard Adams TV. You can look up leaders, create leaders. That's my show. We're on season four. Joel Brown will be on the show. So guys, you want to be able to make sure that you watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had Jay Shetty on. It was an unbelievable episode. Then we just had Kayla Itznias, who's one of the top 10 influencers in fitness in the world. Um, we have Ed Mylett, Eric Thomas coming on. And, and this, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk was on, Lewis Howes. Um, so many Mel Robbins, so many amazing leaders in the world. Um, so not only do I work with these leaders, but I bring them on the show. So you want to follow the YouTube and, um, it's also on Facebook, watch the lead, uh, slash leaders, create leaders show. And, um, and then if you are interested in, uh, this looking into becoming a world-class leader and if it's something that you're looking for in your life, whether you're a CEO, um, of your own business, or you are someone who wants to become a world-class speaker you want to become a coach, a consultant, all you got to do is go to worldclassleader.com slash G and um, you can find a training video, watch that training video, see if it's something that's interesting to you. And then you can fill out an application where we'll get on a call with you. And then we'll just see, we'll see if, it's a, if it's a good fit. And uh, thank you, Joel, for, for providing the platform today to be on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Welcome, man. You crushed it. Gerard, we have one last question before we go. Now the question is, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, your parting advice, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? I would
1: say that last 30 seconds. Wow. I would say uh, basically I would tap into how are you finding the leader within so many of us have such huge goals to lead this world, to make a change in the world, to impact people's lives, to you know, make the world a better place, to push humanity forward, to achieve massive amounts of success and love and relationships and provide for our families. And, and, and we, we all have such huge goals, but I would say that none of that matters if you can't lead yourself first. You have to f- be a little bit selfish you have to learn that in order for you to make any change in the world, the first thing you need to do is lead yourself. So how are you tapping into that leader within? How are you tapping into that soul that's inside of you that God has given each and every one of us, which is a gift that is so special, that is one of one. You know, it's literally the, 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 uh, the, the aspect of becoming alive and becoming human is one is in, in seven, I think it's 700 trillion or 400 trillion. It's so crazy to think about. And you were chosen, we all were chosen. So what I would tell you is the only way that you're gonna make a huge difference in this world is if you take control and lead yourself. Be selfish, live your best life. And don't let anyone ever hold you back from your dreams or hold you back from being you. Take complete ownership of who you are, what you look like, your skin color, what, your feelings, who you are. Like, Don't let anybody tell you or let any outside external circumstances change for what you were meant for in this world. You are meant for everything and more. And it all starts with now, right now, not tomorrow, not yesterday, now. Take ownership of your life right now and tap into that leader within. And if you live that, live that through that leader within, live your best life, I guarantee you, you will create so much impact in the world around you.